0: Hello, welcome to episode 129 of the Juicebox Podcast. This episode today is with Jen. Jen is the mother of two children who have type 1 diabetes. And for that reason, and that reason alone, I call today's episode, Two With One. Today's episode is sponsored again by Dexcom and Omnipod. Please go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox, or the link in your show notes, or dexcom.com forward slash juicebox, or again, the link in your show notes, or do all those things. And find out more about these two wonderful products. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making changes to your healthcare plan.
1: My name is Jen. I have four kids. I'm a, a third child, Jake, who's now seven, was diagnosed with type 1 when he was two. And then our fourth child, Annie, who's now two and a half, was just. Diagnosed about two weeks ago.
0: Now Annie is two and a half now, but she was recently diagnosed.
1: Right. She was she was just diagnosed a couple ago. Actually, she she's almost doing three quarters if we want to get technical. She'll be three in May, and it's late February now. So um so we passed. You know, we passed kind of what I had in my mind as the time when she would be diagnosed, which was like right when Jake was diagnosed, uh, he was like two and a month. <laughs> so I was like, oh, good. We passed this. We're good. So um, it
0: happened to him when he was two. And so clearly,
1: I don't know how these things work.
0: <laughs> yeah. so. You don't think there's a rhyme or reason to it? <laughs> let me go right back to the beginning to just to double check on a couple of things. So do you have any other endocrine issues in your immediate family or in your extended family?
1: So there's some type one sprinkled throughout both sides of our family. Um, I've learned more in the last couple of weeks, actually that my, like my great grandmother had type one, but she died in 1927 of meningitis. So she had just started using insulin. One of the first few people, um, but and you know it wasn't the diabetes; it was meningitis, and she passed away young. Um, and then my it, my husband has three first cousins with type one, two diagnosed in their twenties, one at age nine. So it's so that's you know I, I guess enough. And there's a little bit more on my side too.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like wedding gifts are like are like pens and needles and stuff like that. It's,
1: I I tell you, although I didn't really, I mean, I we didn't. We knew a little bit of this, but we, you know, you, I kind of feel like you can't live your life in fear and make choices based on yeah. possible negatives, you know? So we so march along and pray for the best. Yeah, no
0: kidding. And then so, and your great grandmother, like, that's like right out of Game of Thrones. Like, she got type 1 diabetes, but then meningitis got her. I know. I was waiting for you to tell me a dragon Right,
1: It could have been. I mean, you know how things change. Stories change throughout the years. So it very well could have been a that dragon. Is
0: just, that's really tough. I mean, that is... That's hard luck. It really is, but I guess it you know you have to really take into in mind it wasn't that long ago that you know the the medical, you know, uh, community wasn't what it is now. And so uh, that's really something. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I got a little stuck on grandma. She but um so you guys get when you get married? Got married in
1: 2004. Did you forget? Or you just went to be? Maybe. Yeah. I had to do that.
0: I, I heard you slow down a minute. You were like, I got married. Like, am in... I married? <laughs> so 2004, you've been busy, obviously. Um, you have bought your OB at least a car and a half at this point. And, uh, and, and four kids, which is really crazy. And congratulations. It's amazing. Um, I think of anything over two as I, I, I genuinely find what you're doing to be impressive. I don't, I don't know how you keep four little children alive at the same time. Um, but when two of them have type 1 i mean can you talk a little bit about what it's like to have four kids when two have type 1
1: well we're only we're only 2 weeks into the the double trouble here but um but it's you know to be honest the having another one with type 1 it really isn't that different and i'm i'm pretty shocked at that um it, especially since little annie our youngest is just on shots so and that makes it a little trickier you know um Jake is on um has the OmniPod and he's got a Dexcom and and even Annie actually I've already put on Jake's old Dexcom on her so that makes that part a lot easier too. But um but it's you know I was weighing out his pasta so I'm just weighing out her pasta. It's 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 not too bad. It's not too bad. Um and it, you know things are just a little more complicated around mealtime and you know checking another CGM, but but I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised because I thought it was going to be a, a million times worse. Do you uh, think,
0: I don't want to brain on your parade, but do you think that she's honeymooning right now? Is that?
1: Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, she's not on much insulin. She just, she's on one and a half units of Atlantis and her car, insulin to carb ratio is one to 60. Oh,
0: so. okay.
1: Jeez. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming she doesn't eat 60 carbs at a shot, right? Right,
1: right. right. Yeah. So, And you know what was so interesting is, so we had, what happened when she, we found out she had type one is she had, uh, she peed her pants a couple of times the same afternoon. And um, when I went to pull her pants off, it kind of smelled like maple syrup. And I was like, hmm, this is a little odd. Is that normally how this smells? You know, And I, I Googled it, of course. And, um, and no, your, your <laughs> urine is not supposed to smell not like not maple syrup. syrup. In case you were wondering, um, of course I that? wanted it to be like, oh, you know, all urine smells like maple syrup. How do I live this long? And I know
0: this, um, right. but you said in your email that you sort of lived in fear of, like, once you had one child with type one, and obviously you have a, you have a litter of children, they're running in every direction, and so you you probably you were concerned that it was going to happen again, and and. I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? Like what was it like to live and just keep thinking like, cause it sounds like you were just waiting for the other shoe to drop over and over and over again. And then it finally did. But what was it like before it happened?
1: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I, there would be, I would have periods or we, you know, I think my husband, my, husband and I both, I'm a little more vocal about, about worries than he is. But, um, you know, if one of our kids asked for a drink of water, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, they're in DKA, yeah. you know, like I, I'd have days like that. Or I would have, um you know, be period weeks and weeks and weeks where I didn't worry at all about anything. So um so I think it, you know I I obviously I think you're on high alert, you know, the minute you have a child with type one you worry about your other kids. I think that's only normal and it, it didn't it didn't exactly like take over my life <laughs> at all. But Oh no, um, yeah,
0: I understand you weren't you weren't wandering around muttering to yourself or anything like that, but but it was in your head some, at times, you're saying.
1: Yeah, the, the possibility. Um, but I did, you know, um, I had researched. But before we decided to have a fourth child, Jake had already been diagnosed with diabetes. We knew it was a possibility. And I, I'm a dietitian, so I looked at, you know, is there any way I could possibly prevent this food-wise? Um, and i there was a study that just came out about if you eat gluten free while you're pregnant and breastfeeding there's a chance that could prevent type 1 in a sibling so i was like all right i'm doing that gluten free no problem and you know you supplement your child your infant with vitamin d every day that's a possibility so i kind of thought well i've done you know i've done what i can you know i'll, I'll say some prayers and let's you know let's continue to grow our family and right. And, you know, we'll roll the dice and chances are slim that this will happen.
0: Well, so now I feel bad for you for having to, because you ate gluten-free for nine months and that didn't do what you were hoping.
1: So. Hey, then you know what? It, it's all right. It was fine. It was, it was a good fine. way to lose the baby weight after having a baby. So. <laughs> That's
0: excellent. <laughs> um, well, you know, so you were saying that Jake has a Dex, he's using a Dexcom CGM. He's, using a, he's wearing an insulin pump. And um, did he, at what point did he get involved in in that? Sort of stuff. I mean, did you start early on? I mean, he's been at it for five years.
1: Yeah. So he, um, let's see, when he was first diagnosed, after about four weeks, he went off Lantus completely. So it was another five months of um, no Lantus. And so we really couldn't do a pump because Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have had a basal rate. Um, But as soon as he started needing Lantus again, we got him on a pump. And we had to switch endocrinologists because our Endocrinologist was not a, not a big fan of the pump until they'd been diagnosed a year and, you know, some of those silly rules they have. So
0: some arbitrary rules.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we switched and um, he was on a pump within a week or two of our first appointment with oh, the new you. endocrinologist. So he wasn't quite three yet. And at the time, the, we really wanted the omnipod, but it was the slightly bigger one and he was a teeny little guy. And the, we really needed that lower low, low basal rate, the 0. 0.025 mm-hmm. <laughs> units an hour. The, so we started him on the Animus Ping, and then as soon as the new smaller Omnipod came out and he was needing a little bit more basal, we switched. So it was actually like we were all, he was only on the Animus for about six months, and then we were on the Omnipod. Oh, wow. oh
0: that's cool.
1: Um, and a few months after the Animus is when we got him on a Dexcom, and that was even before the pediatric version came out. Um, we... Our our endocrinologist is just fantastic, and she just wrote the prescription for the adult one, and off he went. So. And,
0: and that's been benefiting him because you, I think you mentioned in your email, his A one C is pretty good, right?
1: He's pretty good. Yeah, he's six point two. Yeah, we have an amazing. appointment next week. So no, that's yeah.
0: really amazing. That it really. Is. And do you think it's so? You didn't have a whole lot of time without technology, I guess. Really, because you know, like you were saying, he only needed mealtime insulin for a while, and then you got right to a pump. So you really don't know any different. And now, now that Annie's diagnosed, and she's pro- almost in a similar situation, she's in a little tiny bit of Lantus, a little tiny bit, I'm assuming of, of you know, mealtime insulin. So you're sort of, it's just starting over for you again.
1: Right, right. Um, and we're hoping that she doesn't go off the Lantus. We have our, an appointment next week. And I even have, <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm I am so ready to put her on a pump on my own, but I'm trying, trying not to be the doctor. But right. um, but I have a whole backup system for Jake. I have an, a backup PDM, plenty of pods. I'm just,
0: you I'm ready just doing it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I'm so tempted. I'm not going to, you know. I, I think that I would lose some trust of our endocrinologist if I didn't let them, you know, this, give us the go-ahead. <laughs> see, you're delightful.
0: You want to make sure that they feel like they're in control of the whole thing. You're going to let them feel like they've made the decision. <laughs> No, nice? No, Jen, um, you are a, you're a seasoned married person. I see what you're <laughs> doing right there. <laughs> right um, now your a great your, idea. Your husband is somewhere right now thinking he's making most of the major decisions in your household. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that you're,
1: right. You're just that's leading him to good. it and
0: and uh, and letting him think it's his idea. That's great. Um okay, you, you know what? So that's really I think that's super interesting because you're you're a good look into you know, some people are like, "Oh, I don't know what to do," and you know, you know, I am waiting for someone to tell me and wait till the doctor says, and the doctor didn't say anything, so I guess we're not gonna do it this time. But you're you're at your house going, "I have the gear. I I'm completely comfortable just putting it on it right now," and I love your attitude about it. That's fantastic. really. I, I get that you want to let the uh, let the doctor feel involved, but um, but just your overall attitude, the, the way you're just like, "I could just do this right now and it would be fine." I think that's wonderful and. And are you always like that? I mean, were you even like that with Jake, or is this something that's coming with comfort after after Jake having diabetes already?
1: Well, I think you know, as I know, we all, as parents of type ones, have realized we're so much better at at knowing how our kids react to different foods and insulin than than anybody, you know, whether they're an expert or not. And and I, you know, with Jake, I, I would experiment with changing tiny you know a little basal change here a little basal change there a ratio there and you know i usually worked it out on my own and then once i felt like we got to a good place i'd send numbers to the endo and say hey does this look good and and so i i guess so yeah, i guess i like to i guess i like to take matters into my own hands
0: now i i can tell you that a, a few weeks ago these all come out, out of order so it doesn't really matter but a few weeks ago that um arden had her endo appointment her once he was terrific again and um it was 5 8. isn't that amazing i forget Ooh, actually can you chill with me for it's
1: like now? she doesn't have diabetes
0: it's, well no but hey we're gonna do Arden's insulin for her lunch together hold on a second so they have half days today because of parent-teacher conferences so i say hello uh her blood sugar is 91 she's gonna eat in 10 minutes All right, let me think about what's in her lunch. Half a bagel, Nutella. Popcorn, chips, grapes, carrots, yogurt. A drink that has a little bit of sugar in it. Um, Bolus 9.50, extend. Uh, What do you think, 40% or 50% Jen? 40, 50, she's gonna get high if I don't give her at least 40% now. And the rest, over 30 minutes. Jen, should I send a heart or something? I'll send a
1: heart. <laughs> At least a smiley face. There you have to do go. something. All
0: right. Um, let's see what she says. She probably tell me to jump off a bridge or something. Hold on a second. She's getting very, very... uh. Lots of personality as she gets older,
1: right? So. I'm sure. I know my my oldest is a girl. She's 11, so <laughs> we're seeing. You're so
0: close. <laughs>
1: <the> <laughs> I mean, it's already there. It's the, it's there, and it's only going to get worse no, before she, it gets better.
0: She's she is on the precipice of just. Uh, she's going to kill me. I think we used to take. <laughs> we used to say when she was little. One day, Arden will make some lucky boy very unhappy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but. Uh,
1: as long she's, as you approve of it,
0: that's she's fine. She's got then. a lot of... I, listen, I think it's fantastic, but she's she's she knows what she thinks, that's for sure. So, um, okay, so she'll be fine. And let me quit this program because it's... We don't need that running while we're recording. Two nights ago, I watched Arden change her Omnipod. It was time to change it, and she just went off in the kitchen and did it herself. I used to think it was amazing how fast I could change it, and then I watched her... And I thought, wow, this is not taking her much longer than it takes me. I don't know how aware you are of the machinations, which is a word from another century, that you have to go through uh, to change an insulin pump with the tube pumps, but you have to prime the air out of the tubing, and there's a lot more going on than you may be led to believe. Omnipod is spectacular. You take the pod out, you fill the syringe, you put the syringe in the pod, you press down... You push a button or two, it primes itself, you stick it on, you push another button, it auto-injects the cannula, and it's done. I have genuinely, myself, changed an Omnipod in less than two minutes at times. And to watch Arden do it with such ease was, I don't know, it was was heartwarming, to be perfectly honest, to see her be able to do something that I think of as so important, that is so important, that can be... Difficult with other devices. To watch her do it so simply was just, just a nice feeling. Not only is she not tethered to something and has the ability to eat when she wants and bolus without injecting herself all the time and you know without having to yank this crazy thing off her belt, but it's just easy. I, I love it. I've done the worst job with an ad ever, but I love the Omnipod. I hope you try it. Myomnipod.com/juicebox for the link in your show notes. Go try a free demo pod. There's no obligation. See what you think. Yeah, so anyway, so we're at the endo. She gets a great hurry once he's great. Um and we come home, everything's I'm like, you know, but you know how it is. Like you don't get to celebrate too long. You know, I spent like two days feeling good about it. And then all of a sudden I started seeing there was like drifting numbers, drifting numbers. And then overnight, oh my gosh, overnight Three thirty in the morning. No matter where her blood sugar was, it wanted to go up and like quickly. And I was like, "Come, yeah. like, come on!" Like you know, like I just, I just had this great news, and I was trying to live in it for five minutes if I could. But no, I guess not. Um, and so I'm like, "All right." So my first inclination was, I thought she might have had a head cold, so I just, you know, I just got in the game, and I and I just got up and I was bolusing, and the you know, at three thirty in the morning and cranking up basal rates and stuff like that. And I went three, four days with it. And I just was finally like, this is not, I don't think this is a cold. Like it's not passing. She's not getting sick. You you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, this can't be right. And it took me another couple of days. And then I just, I guess maybe my exhaustion took me to it. But I I, I brought her over to the little place on the wall where we measure the kids. And I was like, hey, real quick, let's see. And she's like, like a half an inch taller than she was the last time. Wow. And I was like, oh, you're growing, right? And I so I said, uh, at some point, can you jump on the scale today? She jumped on the scale. She'd put on some weight. And I'm like, okay, you're growing. You're getting bigger. I don't even think this is a growth spurt. I think you've gained enough weight and you've gotten bigger. I've got to bump your basal rates up. Now, I wish everyone could see me doing that because there's quite honestly no math to what I'm doing whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm just like, I, you know, I'm like, oh, she's 0.95 an hour. How about eh, 1.10? We'll try that. And then, you know, like there was a time where she was 0.8. I was like, that's not going to work anymore. So that went up to like one. And I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I was like, "Eh." I got everything pushed up. I let this one gap of time go in the afternoon where she's been getting low after school sometimes. But even that wasn't enough. So I had to bump that up a couple days later. And as soon as I made those changes, oh my gosh, Jen, as soon as I made those changes, everything's great again. And it just, she just needed, I I almost like, I almost like when I was done, I was like, God, I almost didn't take my own advice. You know what I mean? Like I was, by the way, nothing you hear on the juice box podcast, even something that I tell myself is advice, medical or otherwise, Jen. But, but, but you know what I'm saying? I like, I almost didn't take my own advice. I was like, I, her blood sugar was high. She needs more insulin. And you know, there, I started getting lulled into that. Like, well, maybe it's this, or maybe it's that I started getting, like, I've been saying a couple times in the podcast, like sometimes you hear people say, you know, oh, the blood sugar got high, why? And I keep telling them, like, who cares why? More insulin. If your blood sugar is high, you need more insulin. Don't. I mean, you can figure it out later. Don't worry about it now. I actually got caught up in worrying about it now. And, um, and but now.
1: Yes, too, because you can't change everything at once because then you don't know what worked or what isn't going to work. You have to do yes. you know, one little change and then, okay, that didn't work. Okay, another change. <laughs> you know, it's right. a. Yeah, it's a process. There's no instant gratification. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. no,
0: my gosh, not at all. Like, yeah, like yeah, First you have to recognize it. Then you have to watch it to see if it's, it's repeating. Then you kind of got to give it enough time to say, Is this, I guess this isn't going to stop. And then like you said, then you make an adjustment. Did that work? If that didn't work, maybe it's something. I mean, my goodness, I was just, but and now I'm going to tell you something now. The last four nights, I have slept so well. Oh my gosh, so well, like right through the night. So ha- like uh, yesterday, I woke up and I said to my wife, "I'm like I actually might be refreshed. You, you know, like like instead of just sleeping so that I don't die, I.
1: am right. hanging on by a thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm gonna close my eyes now so that I don't pass out. I instead of that, I'm actually feeling rested. And you know it's it's that's fantastic. A good feeling. Yeah, my yeah. gosh, yeah. Look, I mean, look what look what I'm willing to accept is like a that's positive in my life.
1: I do. <laughs> I, I, I always say that with sleep. It's if I didn't get a good night's sleep, you could tell me I won the lottery, and I couldn't care less. Right. I sleep is like you know because my outlook after a bad night's sleep is so crummy. You know, it's um, it's not that I don't have energy. I can still have energy. It's more of a mental a mental outlook and
0: you get a little foggy too. I I talked about it a long time ago, but I was in such a bad gap for, for a period of time with sleep that I had completely lost who I was. I had no personality left anymore. Yeah. You 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 know, and, and total
1: uh, autopilot. Oh my gosh.
0: It was really, it was terrible really. Um, so, okay. Wow. So, um, Annie at all, comforted that jake has it like i mean she's two and a half it's pretty tough to i guess how does she handle being diagnosed and needing shots
1: um you know the shots have have not been the best but the last couple days she's gotten better i've give we've given her tic tacs every time she gets a shot and that's working out um may i ask real quick yeah.
0: Or, orange, white, minty, which took orange. orange. Yeah.
1: Well, they were just what we had in our house I understand. for some reason. I
0: don't know why I wanted <laughs> so, to know. All of a sudden, I was like, I wonder what kind of TikTok she got, but go ahead.
1: Orange. <laughs> um, but you know, the so the night we tested her blood sugar, I you know I waited till my husband came home from work because I, I really did suspect it and I didn't want to be alone. So <laughs> I waited for him to come home and we tested her and saw the 418 number and and immediately jake said annie you have diabetes let me take you to the basement we're going to diabetes camp (laughs) and and so it was did you say
0: oh my god i didn't know that kid was running a diabetes camp at the basement (laughs) i
1: was like what kind of operation is this
0: why are we not getting Um, cut in we're providing the space
1: (laughs) so he it was i mean it was such a heartwarming and heartbreaking moment all at the same time Mm -hmm. but um but immediately he embraced her and she kind of thought, wow, this is fun. And, and we got her a little diabetes bag, just like his, but hers is purple, you know, and, um, so she's, you know, I think she's, you know, she's only two and a half, but she's, she's she's pretty psyched about it and the shots have gotten better and um and because and I I don't know if I mentioned but I put Jake's old CGM on her the minute we got that 400 blood sugar.
0: Yeah, you did you and, said it in the email but I'm glad you're talking about it here. So you you just you had another CGM and you were like boom right on.
1: Yeah, I had the old one that before we had the share. So it doesn't have share with it. But um so I put it on her, we did the you know, 2-hour startup. I tested her at midnight that night she was 485 but um but because she didn't have ketones our doctor said you know just come don't you don't have to come tonight just come tomorrow to the hospital
0: were you were you tempted to give her some insulin
1: super tempted yes but you know it was so cool to see without giving her insulin her blood sugar went from 485 at midnight to 92 by like 7 in the morning no insulin just her body so um that was a sign to me because our doctor, when I first talked to the doctor, and I was, you know, not super psyched about having to talk about it, but um, you know, she said, "Well, you know, this could be just an illness coming on." You know, do the fasting blood sugar in the morning, and if I had just gone on that, I would have done the fasting, and it would have been ninety-two, and I would have thought, "Okay, we're good, everything's fine. She have ketones, you know, everything. We're good to go." But because I had that CGM on her. She had one waffle, 15 carbs, and immediately shot up to 300 mm-hmm. on the CGM. So that's not an illness. You know, that's type one. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so that it was just great to have that CGM up and running. Um, and I knew, I mean, that's how valuable it was to me with Jake. So I was like, let's just, we have this thing. Let's charge it up and go for it. Good for so. you.
0: I, I think you're now the living embodiment of what I've been saying for so long that at some point, if you, you know, I think people should leave the hospital with a CGM. I think if you're diagnosed, it's and and you want it, you have insurance or whatever it ends up being. But I'm just saying, you know, in a perfect world situation, I think you should. I think you should just have it right away. And I know some people say I don't need it or I don't want it or, or whatnot. But w- what I'm saying is, you know, if you were, you know, if you were, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I guess like if you were diagnosed with some sort of like a heart ailment and needed a heart monitor um you would leave the hospital with a heart monitor they wouldn't say hey you really should have a heart monitor but you know you don't need it i mean you probably just have a heart attack but it's fine you know like no one no one talks like that about all other things right but you know something like your blood sugar that is so incredibly difficult to understand and maintain uh with type 1 diabetes even when you have a glucose monitor it is nearly impossible you're completely blind you know there's every Euphemism in the world has been given to the diabetes community over and over and again, but your blood sugar is moving around and you can't, you don't know. You're just guessing. You're, you're picking these data points randomly at certain times and thinking, you know, this is great. And I I was talking about the other day, there's, there's a person online who I forget which way it was, but they, they were like, you know, they had either a great day or a bad day. Every time they tested their blood sugar was either perfect or way off. And I thought they could have just randomly tested it five different times and had a completely different feeling for what happened that day. None of it's valid. Before I get right into the heart of the ad for Dexcom, let me just say this. If you're an app developer, or inclined in these goings-ons, or understand what these next few words mean, you're gonna be very excited. Dexcom has opened up their API to third-party app developers. Now, if you didn't understand what those words mean, just know that one day there's going to be a lot of really great apps that you can use for your Dexcom. And if you do know what those words mean, get to work. There's a link in your show notes to the developer page. Get there. Find out what you can do to uh, expand the world of diabetes technology. All right. Dexcom. Continuous Glucose Monitor. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm probably talking about it constantly. That and the Omnipod over and over and over again, because these tools are the key. They're the cornerstone of how, how, it, oh my gosh, of how we do everything that we do. Now, there's a couple of aspects to the Dexcom that make this all the amazing thing that it is. Let me go over them for you one at a time. First one, share and follow. Being able to see someone's blood sugar so that maybe if it's a child or a loved one or who knows who it is, you know, if they miss a an alert, you don't. You, you have backup. It's, it's amazing. Um, so they have the share app on their phone or or their glucose monitor, right? And then you have the follow app on your phone, Android or iPhone, by the way. And then you can get these alerts like, hey, my blood sugar is going down. My blood sugar is going up. This is how fast it's going up. This is how fast it's going down. Decisions need to be made. And here I am involved right away. The peace of mind is is extraordinary. How about the Dexcom's recently received FDA approval? You don't need to test to treat anymore. You can treat, make insulin decisions right from your Dexcom. That's fantastic. So not only are you get the rise and fall alerts, not only do you have the compatibility with Android and Apple, not only can you see how fast and what direction your blood sugar is going, not only can the person who has diabetes see it, but a person who loves them can follow along and see it. My God, it's amazing. You need more? Okay. How about the Clarity app that helps you track your blood sugar over time? That's free and available to everyone who has Dexcom. What else? How about this? How about that my daughter's thresholds on her Dexcom are set at 70 and 130 and most of the time she stays between 70 and 130 and when she starts to go outside of that range we can immediately make these adjustments and of course you know your your results will be different than mine perhaps but we immediately make these adjustments and that's how we stay back between this, this range 70 to 130 there's no crazy spikes most of the time no crazy lows and when they do come if they do come and it's diabetes they will come you see them before they're happening and you can stop them. It's spectacular. Please, please, please go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box or click on the link in your show notes and find out more about the continuous glucose monitor that makes my heart warm. Dexcom.
1: Well, and it, I think with um, new diagnoses, I mean, it's like on a Wednesday, you don't have diabetes and on Thursday you do. And so you go from being like any old kid to all of a sudden you're getting poked and pricked 300 times a day. And if you have a CGM, you don't have to poke as much, you know. So it's, it's a nice transition into, into diabetes where it's a little bit more gradual. More <laughs> so
0: You have such great language around this. I don't even know if you realize it or not. You've so far described Annie as being psyched to have diabetes, and, and which I thought was fantastic, by the way. And I didn't want to stop. I thought that was really great because you, you, what you were able to see is that there was portions of what was happening – that she was excited about. Like she, you know, found a kinship with her brother over something and they had something to do. And I was like, wow, that's a really, you don't, you would not hear a lot of people say that. And I guess that you are just, your perspective is insanely different because you've already had one child with it. It's just, you are coming from a completely different place than, than you would be if like so I guess talk about that for a little bit. Like what, what did you feel like when Jake was diagnosed? I'm assuming you didn't think he was psyched about it cause he got a new bag.
1: Definitely not. And so when Jake was, so when Jake was diagnosed, um, he, so he was showing signs. He, he, I thought maybe diabetes, I didn't really want to think diabetes. So I, one night he was up, um, up all night just kind of like moaning unhappy and he was two so I was like eh, he's got an ear infection so I took him to the pediatrician the next morning and they're like no his ears are clear and meanwhile he was chugging water they're like oh good keep him hydrated he's just getting over a cold and so off we went home and then a couple couple nights after that he wet through his diaper so much that I had to change his crib sheets to that happened two nights in a row and so I um so I was at, I was doing nutrition counseling in a clinic. So I um, I borrowed a glucometer and I asked the nurses, you know, how do you use this thing? I just want to, you know, check this off the list. Make sure my child doesn't have diabetes. And when I got home with it and tested him and he was five sixty, I I think I said a curse word mm-hmm. and then I started crying and I called my husband. And I said, I this is happening. And he's like, it's okay. He's like, this is no big deal. I'm I'm coming home. You know, not a problem. And he. He said to me, um, I was devastated. You know, I was like, this is the light. This is his new life that he's only two. You know, I I definitely did not take it well. Um, But my husband said, you know, we've been so blessed and, you know, our kids are awesome. And if this is that one thing that happens in our lives, like this is so manageable and everybody's healthy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. I love this man. Yeah. So um, so he kind of kept me (laughs) kept me from losing it. And then, you know, interestingly enough, when we tested Annie's blood sugar and it was high, he felt more devastated. That, I mean, I certainly felt devastated. It's, you know, it's heartbreaking. But I felt like I, I had to keep him more calm. I, I, we switched roles this time around. So. Do you
0: think it was the daddy-daughter thing versus the... Think, um, does he have that kind of feeling towards his towards the girl?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it was probably some of that and some of like he kind of felt like we already got our we already got our kind of cards filled I, for life. I see. I see. You know, yeah. like why why is this happening again? Yeah. You know, we kind of didn't we kind of get our our pickle already. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: the guy that got struck by lightning the second time <laughs> stands <laughs> up and goes, come on. Um, yeah. Or the uh. video that I saw online yesterday, oh my gosh, right? That I, I really looks real. It's like surveillance footage from the front of a building. There are these two people walking down the street. Tell me if you've seen it. And they're walking down the street. And they are adjacent to a highway, but nowhere near it. I'm talking about they may be Gosh, they may be hundreds, hundreds of feet, a football field, maybe not a football field, half a football field, three quarters of a football field away from this this thoroughfare. And they're just walking, they're walking, everything's fine. Then all of a sudden you see this thing out in the distance and it kind of blips on the screen. And then it goes into this grassy thing that's between them and the highway and you see this dirt poof up in the air. And then this thing bounces and it does it again. It's a tire. It bounces three times, and the third time hits the guy right in the back of the head. And I'm telling you, it was flying. And I thought he was dead. The thing says it's, the video says he didn't die. But it's, if you can stop and wonder about that, like, how could a tire fly off a car, bounce three times, and hit me directly in the back of my head? (laughs) Right? Like, like. That's one of those things where that guy for the rest of his life, if he, I, and I hope he survives, he survives and he's fine. He's going to, ha- he's going to have that feeling your husband had, right? Like nothing else can happen to me. I get hit by a flying tire. How could, you know, how could anything else go wrong? So I do get that, like that feeling of like, I, I'm already shouldering my share of this. You, you, you know what right. I mean? But I guess it's just, I is can't not- handle
1: anything else. Like I've been given my, you know, my crummy card for life right. and we, you know, we're all set.
0: But <laughs> so. you are handling it, right?
1: We are. Yeah. yeah. and he, You know, it's, I think it was a, a, definitely a couple days of just real sadness for, you know, for both of us. Um, and, you know, then you see, you know, you see how happy your child is, how much more energy they have now that they're getting insulin, how funny they still are. You know, and you just start feeling blessed that you've got these great,
0: yeah, these great kids, and, kids and it's
1: manageable. You know, it is manageable, especially nowadays with the technology and yeah. Um, you know. No, so. I
0: think it's a fantastic attitude. It, it just genuinely is. I, I mean, you, you, you're so. It's such in the beginning, and I'm, I'm assuming it's going to ebb and flow around on you at, at points. So I'm sure you, I'm sure you might call me back in six months and be like, "Take that podcast down. I hate this whole thing, and I, <laughs> I do not have a good attitude about it anymore." And but, but it'll, you know, it's going to be what it's. I mean, listen, I've said it a million times, and I, 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 I think sometimes. I must come off as much more like chicken soup for the solely than I actually am. Um, But I just think that, you know, we have, I have two kids, my wife and I have two children. And before we had them, we really tried to consider like, what would it mean to be parents? Like what was it going to take? You know? And, and I think that there are some times that people say, Hey, I'm willing to do these things, right? If a, if a, if a truck comes, I'll jump out in front, you know, that kind of thing. Like I'll, I'll take the bullet, that feeling. And then you do see people a lot of the times the bullet comes and it's bigger than they expected it would be. And they, they sort of sidestep it a little bit. They're like, well, I, well, I didn't, I, I didn't mean that. You, you know what I mean? Like I didn't mean, I didn't mean I could never do this again or not again. And I just think that you don't really, you don't get promised anything. You know what I mean? Like, like it's going to be what it's going to be. And we wanted to have the kids. So now it's our responsibility to take care of them in whatever form that takes, I guess. And, and I think that's a, uh, I think that sounds like how you feel about it. So, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. It's, I wish it wasn't. I see other people running around. Their lives seem fairly carefree. Uh, I'm sure they don't think they are. But, you know, um, you know I saw somebody the other day It's spring break around here. Not spring break, but like parent-teacher conferences. The kids had off like a Friday and a Monday. So it was a four-day weekend. And I watched a family just decide on Thursday night to go away. And they just flew somewhere and they were gone. And I was like, huh. I wonder if I could have done that. and But I don't feel like I could have. And 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 I don't feel restricted by diabetes as far as travel goes. It just it, – my life just seems not that simple. I don't, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? But
1: Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, things take a lot more thought. There's a lot more – you know, like we go to run to the grocery store now. And I'm like, okay, you got your kit. You got your kit do I have my wallet? Do I, you know, like, where are the keys? <laughs> and so it's like, you know, a lot more things to think about. But, um, but, but anyway, I mean, I think the, with us, with the two kids with type one, um, it, even just the night when we tested Annie's blood sugar and we saw that she was on the same path as Jake, he, he pulled me aside and whispered, he's like, Hey mom, I'm actually kind of, I'm kind of happy that Annie has diabetes. Now I'm not the only kid in the family. And You know, again, it was like a heartbreaking, heartwarming moment. But it it made me realize, you know, I think as a parent, you you wonder what's going to happen way down the road when you're gone and they're on their own. And I thought to myself, you know, how awesome that these two kids are going to have each other for the long haul. You know, they're going to be like that's awesome. And I had and and Jake has always had such a good attitude, and I hope this continues about diabetes. He likes being special. He likes hanging out in the nurse's office. He, you know, he's He's is happy but, <laughs> about diabetes you know? at this point. So, um, you know, I, I hope that, that that, of course, continues. But, but I, I didn't know that he, he felt like he was the only one, and that was maybe a negative, too, within our family. Right.
0: So, no, I'm I mean, I, that, I, I think, first of all, I think that makes a ton of sense. And I think that it, I don't see how you couldn't feel like that you know, like, wow, it's me, especially the more siblings you have, right? Like, like if it's just two, then you can kind of be like, well, one of us got it. And one of us didn't. But when it's you and the three others didn't, you're probably that that probably does. You know, I always say that, you know, that at once or twice a year, Arden will say or do something that really indicates to me that her thought process about diabetes is much deeper and more mature than I at times can give it credit for because she understands and feels and is impacted by diabetes way more than I than she lets on I think sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she does a really good job of living with it just like anybody else does a good job of living with whatever they have, you know. Um but I I can totally see that Jake maybe in the back of his mind as well as he looks like he's, you know, kicking butt with this and everything probably felt like hey, by myself here, you know. Sticks. Right. It really is interesting. I mean, to hear it put out that way. So, here's my other question: Your other two kids, who we're we're not talking about, how old are they?
1: So there are two older ones. So they are um, our our daughter Keller is 11, and then Griffin is nine. So So
0: an 11 um, and a nine who no diabetes thus far, no diabetes. And are they? Like, is it like a horror movie for them now? Or are they just waiting to walk through a door and get hit in the head with an axe? Like, do you think, do you think they're just walking around going like, when is it my turn? Or do they, or do you not allow them to think about it that way? Do they not recognize that just because one or two, you know what I mean? Do they not think about it like that?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they, they definitely, they didn't really worry about it before Annie was diagnosed, but not, but that, you know, that night, it was kind of a traumatic night when we're testing Annie's blood sugar. I'm trying to make dinner, you know, shakes right. going low. It was kind of a crazy time. It was the night before Griffin, my nine-year-old's birthday. So he all of a sudden started worrying about, am I still going to have a birthday party tomorrow? All these, oh, There was a lot of craziness going on, but they, the older two were, they were sad and did say, you know, does that mean that we're going to get diabetes too? And right. I said, you know, I said, the chances are so small. I said, but, you know, you know, if you do, obviously, I mean, you've seen Jake's living, doing exactly what you guys are doing when we can handle this. So, um, you know, I I do think the chances are really slim for them. Um, Also, all these viruses that seem to have set, you know, Jake and now Annie over the edge into diabetes, everybody has had those viruses. And, and it's only been Jake and Annie, so I think in my mind, I do feel like they maybe n- not have the same genetics, but i mean, you never know you so never where, know so where so. are you
0: at with looking into it? Have you considered doing trial net to see if they have any of the markers or
1: you know i i n I don't think for the, I don't think I want to for them the same way I felt with annie i didn't I didn't want to have a gray answer that you know okay, there are two antibodies there it might happen, it might not. I just, I knew that for me mentally that that information was not going to be healthy. <laughs> um, and, but I do, I know for trial that, you know, for their purposes, trying to figure out why all this happens, I think our family would be pretty interesting for them. So, so I'm not quite sure. I I don't think I want to get Keller and Griffin, our two older ones, tested, but but probably my husband and I will get, will get tested and to see where, where the antibodies are. Um, I don't know. I haven't totally decided. No, just, I'm no, just mumbling out loud. No, but. you're not.
0: It's such an incredibly difficult conversation because, you know, I mean, let's say it's one genetic marker and then it never happens and you worry about the rest of your life. And, but let's say it's four and it's going to happen and you could maybe take steps to keep insulin production going for as long as possible. It's just, it's such a, I don't know. Like, I mean, I have a—I have a son who's done trial net, but we don't always keep up with it. And there are times mm-hmm. when I look at him and I go, oh, it's, you know, we should keep up with it more. And I spoke to somebody recently, I don't think the podcast episode's gone up yet, but they have a child who they know is going to get type one diabetes. Like it's yeah. coming, it's definitely coming. And they don't have, like, is she th- that mother was happy to know. And so it's just, it's, you know, um, Sam fold, the baseball player told me he's not having his kids tested and mm-hmm. he doesn't care. And it's just, it's, you know what I mean? Like it's a person, I guess it really is a personal preference thing. And yeah. you can't ask an 11 year old, Hey, would you like to get a test to find out if you're probably, or probably not going to get type one diabetes. They'd be like, please stop talking to me about things like right. This. right. You know, so I well, think the- you do whatever is comforting, uh, comforting yeah. for you, honestly.
1: Um, I mean, looking back, so one of the you know, with Annie say, um, I was afraid to have her tested. I really was because mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I knew that I would know the signs and I, we would catch it. Mm-hmm. And we did. And we caught it. You know, her, her A1C is 7.5. So we've caught it pretty early. Um, you know, no ketones. And so one of my thoughts for having it done is, well, I will, we won't miss it. You know, we'll catch it before things got yeah. bad. And so, but we did anyway. You did. You so absolutely I, did. You know, so I feel good about that. Um, so I don't know, but I, I'm, I i do not regret not having her tested. Uh, cause there we had a couple of years where I, you know, I wasn't just staring at her wondering if she had diabetes, you know, um, Because I'm sure she would have come up with the, you know, many of the markers. So
0: It is funny how we do what we do. Like, you drew that kind of imaginary line in the air, like, two years old. If she doesn't have it after two, then she's not getting it. Because that's when Jake got it. Or (laughs) when, when Arden was first diagnosed, I remember for the whole first year just thinking that I was struggling. But when she turned one somehow, like, you know, having a calendar year of one year of life with diabetes... That I was just going to be like, I don't know what I thought. I thought I was going to wake up one day and like maybe you know, the secret to diabetes was going to be very clear to me. And and when that right. didn't happen, I was like, huh. And then I just remember moving my line to two years. I was like, hey, it'll be two years, then I'll figure. It out. So it's right. a very arbitrary, meaningless thing. But I, people do it all the time. You know, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's very. I think it's very. Um, I don't know what if it's a. A way you protect yourself, or a way you keep yourself from thinking about things, or, or what it ends up being. But I do know that it doesn't really ever work out. So,
1: right. right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she, she, Annie did pass that two years and one month mark, and and I did have there was some relief, and I was like, well, what was I thinking? Why would she have gotten it now? You know, it's exactly. <laughs> so it's right. like I set this deadline for myself or for her, and. Then i didn't really abide by my own rules, you know <laughs> no, not...
0: and so anyway. how do you and your husband handle the management like is it like i didn't ask you do you work during the day or
1: yeah i, I do i work um I work from home so i'm a, I do nutrition writing um and I'm home, which is amazing right now I'm really appreciating that now that Annie because Annie's not in preschool yet yeah, and she's home with a, either a nanny or my mother in law and um So that's, that's awesome. And we, um, you know, we, I'm basically the, the, like you you talk about with you and your wife, I'm, I'm kind of the CEO of the diabetes and, um, and, but my husband is awesome stepping in when, you know, if I'm out of town or, or whatever. Um, and it's funny though, in the middle of the night, he doesn't, he sleeps through all the alarms and, um, and it, sometimes I do too. I mean, you know how that goes. It's like mm-hmm. you finally wake up, you're like, oh my gosh, this alarm has been going off for over an hour. What, <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> um, but I always laugh because there was one night where uh, my husband's name is Brian. When Brian, um, I didn't, I was sleeping. I totally was sleeping through the alarm and he, and it was charging on his side of the bed. So he looked at it. He's like, like, Jen, It says L-O-W. And then he just went back to sleep. (laughs) I was like, it says L-O-W. You know? (laughs) And so it was like, clearly like I was the one in charge. You know, he was just going to give me the information and and everything was going to be cool. I think
0: one of the kids is going to (laughs) die. Good night. And so.
1: (laughs) Things probably aren't okay. You know? (laughs) Wake me up, (laughs)
0: like if the ambulance comes or whatever. Maybe, you know, maybe not. I'll sleep through that though. But no, it is what you you segment it, right? Like it's your job. And it also shows that. You know what I think, joking aside, what it does show is that sometimes when your CGM says low, it's obviously something you want to take care of very immediately. But again, not the, really might not be the end of the whole world. You you know what I mean? Like, you you know, if it was really something to panic about, your husband would have shot bolt upright and been like screaming, you know, and going nuts. And I'm sure he's seen it say low before and, uh, you know, you have to handle it, but it's not, it's not. You no, know, it's not the end of the world, that's for sure. Um was he low when you went in and checked?
1: Um, I just gave him some marshmallows and the arrow started heading up and I didn't I didn't finger prick you him. You didn't bother checking. So,
0: yeah. Mar- marshmallows in his sleep or does he wake up for it?
1: Yeah, no, so he won't drink you know, a lot of kids will drink the juice. I know you said Arden drinks juice while she's sleeping. Um but the first time I tried that I think I made have stabbed him like in the eye or something and it it <laughs> it ruined it. So we do marshmallows. He, I just, <laughs> he opens his mouth. They kind of dissolve and he eats them and doesn't wake up. Mm-hmm. So it's disgusting. And I'm a dietitian, and it kills me every time I do it. Um, but it works. Right? But, but it works. It That's works. And we just brush the teeth really well in the morning.
0: Everybody finds <laughs> so. a different thing. Yeah. I love just the, the, um, the little plastic straw hits hard in the lip and I'm like half a juice and her mouth opens a little bit and she, it's, it's fascinating because like a
1: nursing baby just probably. sucks
0: it right in it's gone in 20 <laughs> seconds and sometimes i'm like you can tell if she's thirsty and i'm like because i'm like no stop stop like that's enough you, you know like you can have water if you want more to drink but not that um because it's funny i'm sure everyone goes through the same struggle you give your kid a bottle of water and you're like hey i need you to drink some water and, or you know stay hydrated even if it's not around diabetes and my kids i don't know about everyone else's they sip it water like it's i'm like just drink it You know, like you need to drink the bottle of water. Drink the bottle of water. My son's going to baseball, and I'm like, you need to get hydrated. You know, or stay hydrated. And he just sips at it like a like like it's English tea. And I'm like, no, no, drink it down. I can't, I can't, I can't drink that much. But when that juice box, twenty seconds is probably an over exaggeration. Just gone, and um and she never wakes up. It's fantastic. Yeah, like anybody that has that going can appreciate that because it is really, it is really helpful. Now last night. Excuse me, last night was the last day her, her, her pod was going to expire last night, at like 8.30 at night. And my wife was working late. My son was here with his SAT prep class, which, I mean, that kid is working really hard at that. I, I'm, so I tried to bug out. Like, I, I tried to get out of the room. So I my exciting life, I went upstairs and watched Supergirl and folded laundry, which was my, my amazing evening last night. Um, uh, oh, my God. Amazing. And so I, uh, I was upstairs folding laundry. I expected my wife to come home a little earlier. She didn't. Um, Arden's upstairs doing her homework in her room. And everything's just going well. And the guy that's there for the class leaves. And I take the dogs out. And my wife comes in. And we start talking. And we're all talking for a while. Arden says, hey, can I have some popcorn? We pop her some popcorn. She goes upstairs. Everything's great. She goes to bed. And my wife and I have this like hour and a half to ourselves and it's too late. We should be asleep. I don't even know what we're doing, sitting up, just trying to remember that we know each other, I guess. And, uh, and we're sitting there and I just thought, oh my God, I never changed. We never changed our pump. Like it's been expired for like two hours now. And I was like, oh, it'll make th- it. And it was doing greater. Blood sugars were great. So I was like, oh, maybe it'll just 80 hours. when cause you know, the Omnipod goes that extra eight hours after it expires. Right. And I'm like, I'll make it. And then I started doing the math and I was like. I'm going to have to change it at four o'clock in the morning if I don't do it now. And so I was like, all right, you know, so we stopped what we were doing. I was like, can you pause this? Thanks. TiVo. Fantastic. And, um, pause this television. And I went upstairs and changed her pump like while she was sleeping. So she, you know, she did like, she's like, Hey, what's going on? I said, Hey, we forgot to change your pump. And she's like, okay, where are you going to put the new one? I said, just the opposite side of your, of your belly. And she was like, all right. And she just laid there. I stuck it on. The only thing she sort of perked up for enough was, and if you have an Omnipod, I guess you know, but there's that like countdown of cl- the countdown of clicking, right? She likes to count them for some reason. So, so she's like, well, I said, there's one. She's like, shh, shh. she shushes me. I'm like, okay. And then <laughs> just,
1: it's just at like, this time, <laughs> the
0: indignities I have to live through. I'm like, okay, well, let me be quiet. And then they click, click, click. And it went in and, um, and then I bolused a little bit to kind of make up for the switch and, you know, I, I went to bed. Um, I, I hung out long enough just to see her blood sugar move just to make sure, you know, she was getting insulin. And, and then I, I passed out pretty pretty well. Um, but, but it was just – it was one of those things that – I don't know. It's just so much of our conversation right now today is about how things seem worse than they end up actually being. And That's one of those things. Like I can see someone else just – throwing dishes. Like, I can't believe I have to change this pump and I forgot. And like, it's, Oh my God, they're sleeping. And there's so many ways you can become dramatic about those things. And they're not fair. Like it's, of course it's not fair. Of course there's a ton of kids all over my town who are sleeping or not being woken up to get their insulin pump put on. And it isn't fair when you think about it like that. But if you, if you, you know, look at it from the, you know, what I think is the correct perspective, it was no big deal. Like, it just kind of wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, it it took five minutes and, you know, my wife sat downstairs and waited, you know, patiently to restart The Wall, which is my favorite new television show. Um, Do you watch? Uh,
1: No, I don't know The Wall.
0: It's a game show where they randomly drop balls down a wall, then they fall in slots for money. And (laughs) all right, so there's two people on. Here's why I'm a horrible person. I've learned this through The Wall. Okay. So there's two people on. And it's usually... Let me drink something. What makes it worse is they only have contestants on who are, like, really great people. Like, so they really deserve some money. Like, you know, like people who help communities or last week it was, like, a bus driver saved a woman from jumping off a bridge or, like, like that kind of stuff. Like, you people who really you'd feel good about getting the money, right? I'm going to really give an insight to myself here. So one of the people goes in seclusion and answers these kind of random questions. The other person decides where they're going to drop the ball before they find out if the guy answers it. So they show you the answer to the question. You decide, can he get this right? Then the ball just randomly drops down the ball. It could fall into a million-dollar slot. It could fall into a one-dollar slot. If the guy gets it wrong and it falls into a million-dollar slot, you lose a million dollars. What I've learned is, and this is about myself, I am happier when they lose than when they win. (laughs) So I love it when they win. I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Good for them. But there's something about, and I feel bad even admitting this now, there's something about watching somebody who's like up like $2 million, like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then the red ball comes down and falls into like 500000 They lose a half a million dollars right away. And I'm like, I start giggling. <laughs> I think I'm not well because I start giggling. It makes me so happy and I don't know why.
1: I think it, you know that when people win a lot of money, then – They're not happy. And you know that. inside. you're being
0: too good to me. I think I just like watching them be sad for some reason. And so I thought I was alone in this. And then one night Arden was in the room and she's like, what's this? And we explained the thing to her. And she's like, oh, that's this. And it went down and the woman like lost all of her money and Arden jumped up and high-fived me. And I was like, you know, that's a real person. <laughs> like, it's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, no one will, uh, next week I'll have no downloads on the podcast. People are like, oh my God, he's a monster. I'm not going to listen anymore. But I'm also genuinely just as happy when they win. I don't know what it is. Like it's, I don't know. It's that, balance. You it, want balance. I, uh, okay. It's amazing. Like I just, I giggle. Like I'm like, <laughs> they lost. <laughs> oh my gosh anyway um maybe maybe i maybe that's me feeling like look i've shouldered enough of my load like i don't everybody else better get a little ding too um (laughs) but these people have already been hey listen i'm gonna have to edit this out i sound really bad in this story um okay so so annie you're hoping you were saying earlier that you hope that she doesn't have a lull where she doesn't need lantis because you want to get her right onto an insulin pump is that right
1: Yes. And, you know, it's a couple things. It's I mean, she doesn't love the shots. And yes, the drawing up a shot is, you know, is is more complicated than pressing the button on the pump. But mm-hmm. um, it's more that like I'm really appreciating the potential for the micro doses with the pump, you know, like yeah. with the Omnipod, you can I could give her point zero five units and and she could have pretzels as a snack. Um and you know she's a toddler. I can't. We can't expect her to eat all of her carbs at her meals, and especially when there are three other kids running around the house eating apples and pretzels for snacks. Yeah.
0: So, so for the snacking is a thing. big a big part of it, and plus yep. plus not only that, but you have a you have a kid with a with a really you know a really great blood uh, a one C right. So yeah, I'm assuming that's going to be your goal for for Annie too. And I did want to ask you about that before, before we got off and it's coming up on an hour. But, um, are you going to have the same kind of like a one C goals for her that you have for him? Or do you think you'll, because your doctor is going to tell you differently, right?
1: Yeah. And you know, it's, um, you know, Jake, a one C, they, he, you know, they have said, I guess a couple of appointments ago, his A1C was 6.3, but he's having too many lows. And they were basically like this a1c is not good <laughs> you know with all these lows <laughs> so
0: you didn't have a real what what you would consider to be a real a1c because you can't have and let's explain this to people like you can you can an a1c is an average of your blood sugar so if you're 300 for a lot of the day but your blood sugar is 50 for a lot of the day your a1c might falsely look better you can't achieve a low a1c by having extended lows that's not a healthy way to to achieve it
1: exactly so that's and you know our our endocrinologist is just she's just awesome so she's um she was like you know next time if you have this a1c i don't want to see as many lows you know so we next time in he was i think at that previous time he was 6.3 and then this time 6.2 and many fewer lows so it was like big win you know we went down a little bit and got rid of a lot of the lows where
0: do you so, set the um your thresholds on the dexcom like where do you get alarmed at
1: uh 70 and then 180 um it was in the summer when he's not in school it's 140 mm-hmm. but it's just so disruptive at school <laughs> within his classroom if it's if well, because it's he's going to, to the ner- he's the going time.
0: to the nurse too right
1: yeah well, they do they He treats lowes in the class um and then if he's not come up after fifteen minutes, then the nurse gets involved
0: and, so. he, and he's seven he's not giving himself insulin on his own or anything like that
1: he well, he does he's been you know he does his own blood sugar, he started that in kindergarten, and now that he's reading, he's giving his own oh, insulin wow. cool. um just as long as the nurse is looking over his shoulder.
0: Oh, I see oh that's yeah. excellent yeah, I mean, Arden and I just text, so um it's a, I guess it's a little different. Um, but it's, you know, like just now, like I even, I'm seeing a little bit of a rise from her, from her, her bolus, um, from school, like, what we did when we were first together here. And, and mm-hmm. so I just texted her to give herself a little more insulin and it, it just, it really is fantastic actually. So I love the, I love the no nurses office thing for us
1: yeah it is good i mean i can, our nurse is, is fantastic we have a their their elementary school has one of the few um they're called school-based health centers it's a they're at a they're in a spanish immersion elementary school um so they learn spanish which is super cool but they also because there are um a lot of low-income families in the neighborhood it's um and a lot of those families don't have insurance so there's this whole like clinic in their school basically so there's full-time nurse med tech there's a pediatrician once a week so he is like jake is set up for got lots of awesome help if needed that's amazing good for you we're lucky good for you
0: excellent jen we did it we talked on the podcast just like you wanted it worked out very well i think um (laughs) did you have a good time did we not talk about anything that you were hoping to talk about
1: No, you know, uh, one little thing, I just want to say this, because I thought you would appreciate this is that so when we got to the emergency room with Annie, and she already had her CGM on, I was like, they never don't admit new type ones. And um, I was like, please, I was like, you can I was like, just tell me, give me a ratio, send us home, we're going to be fine. And I was like, it's my son's birthday besides today. Right. right. And the doctor's like, you are the first person that has ever shown up with a newly diagnosed type 1 already wearing a CGM. He's like, you can go. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. like I felt like that was – I felt like I won something. I'm
0: just coming by to let you know my kid has diabetes, but I don't really know why we're here. I just felt like we should tell somebody (laughs) –
1: it's like, can you just give us some prescriptions for yeah,
0: syringes? I, need I just a, need those. Yeah, I need some syringes and like a little. I you know I have insulin, but a little wooden heart and uh, and I gotta get home. So thanks, bye. That's really that's uh, that's different. That's for sure. That is a that is a much different story than most people are going to have. Um,
1: but, and well, that's it.
0: Yeah, good for you. That's amazing. Well, I, I wish you guys a ton of luck. And obviously, you have four kids, so you need it. Uh, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> all that, all of us need help. And there's no one out there that doesn't need help, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: do you always know where all four? I guess they're still young. Like I know these people who have four kids and they never seem to know where all four of them are like they they you know they have like a vague idea. like I think this one's with our neighbor like that that right. but does that happen to you or no?
1: Wait, we usually know where they all are, but it definitely takes I feel like sometimes it takes two adults per kid to take care of them, you know, like, they with all the sports they do and you know, our our oldest is on a traveling lacrosse team and it's we we're always trying to figure out like who can take care of our kids because we can't. So
0: <laughs> Where do we put this kid? <laughs> all right. Well, Good I don't luck. know what I'm calling this episode. Uh Annie Annie yeah. was psyched might be it. I don't know where we're gonna go. We'll figure it out. Uh but I really do appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Yeah,
1: for thanks for having me. we love your I love your podcast, so keep it up.
0: I'm having a great time doing it, so I appreciate you saying that very much. Thank you. All right, have a great day.
1: Okay, you too. Bye. Thanks, Scott. Bye.
0: Huge thanks to Jen for coming on and telling her family story so we can find out more about how Jake and Annie are doing, and hopefully you can find yourself in her story a little bit too. Thank you again to Dexcom and Omnipod for sponsoring the Juicebox podcast. Couldn't do it without you guys. Big ups. Go to my... Omnipod.com forward/juicebox or dexcom.com forward/juicebox or both of them to find out more. There's links in the show notes you can also click on. Don't forget too, Bold with insulin T-shirts are coming, more information coming quickly. And what else? What else? What else? Oh, nothing else. Have a great day.